Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey, everybody. Gayla Zoes here, and welcome to episode 38 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. I think you're going to love today's episode. This is our second installment in the Making It as a Marketer series. This is where I interview people who came to their current roles with little or no marketing or sales experience. And then they discovered, often abruptly, that they had to go out there and drum up business. My goal for the episodes in this series is to show you what people without marketing experience or without an affinity for this kind of work have done to handle this part of their job. Now, today's guest is Patty Bedwell. She's one of the elder care coordinators at Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law in Hendersonville, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. When Patty started in this role, she had lots of experience in the elder care field, but she didn't have much overt marketing experience. I think that you'll find what she has to say to be pretty interesting because the way she looks at marketing is what makes the real difference. So if you're in a similar situation, if you don't have marketing experience, but you have to market in your job, whether you're a small business owner or you're now in a marketing role for your organization, I think that you will get a lot out of this interview with Patty. So let's give it a listen. Hey, Patty, I am so glad you could join me today. Well, thanks, Gayla. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to start out with um, a few questions for you about your background for our listeners so they know who you are. I know you as a person who has tons of experience in the long-term care industry. You've worked in facility roles and you've worked in problem-solving roles. Tell us about what you did professionally up until the time you joined Takeus McGinnis? Uh, well, that's a rather big question. So um, I, I kind of feel like my entire adult life has been spent working with elderly people. As a matter of fact, I started way back when working as a volunteer when I was a teenager in the local hospitals. Um from there, I, I started as a nursing assistant when I was in college. That's how I put myself through college, worked as a nursing assistant in a nursing facility. Uh, and then uh, since then, I've had a variety of roles in nursing homes. And most specifically, I worked as an activity director in a large facility for about 15 and a half years. Really did love that job, loved the population, all those sorts of things. And then when we moved to Tennessee, I, I was able to get a job as one of the long-term district ombudsmen. And I did that job for about five years until I came to take a McGinnis. All those experiences, you know, really were uh, working with and for the elderly uh, leaning into advocacy and uh, really just doing what's right for our elderly population. So what does an ombudsman do? 
Oh, a little bit of everything. Uh, the district ombudsmen are federally mandated to be in all licensed facilities throughout the country. Uh, the program is designed to be an advocacy uh, group for residents, and the goal is to help residents and their families uh, problem solve, just make sure that things that are going on in the nursing home are following the regulations, uh, the residents have what they need. If there's any problems that the resident encounters, the ombudsman can help uh, problem solve those things, act as a go-between between the resident and the facility. They're like the first line of defense, I guess, for residents. Okay. They're quicker to get in and, and that sort of thing. Okay, okay. So did any of those jobs that you did before Take Us McGinnis involve any marketing responsibilities? Well, you know, I never really thought that they did until I actually started doing marketing for Take Us McGinnis. And then I, I was able to look back and think, oh, I've been doing this for a long time now. Um, as an ombudsman, I wasn't really marketing the program. I was more informing people about, you know, what the program was, what it had to offer here. Here's what we do here. Please let me help you. Those sorts of things. And it was only looking back on that that I realized how much of that was just pure marketing that program. Mm -hmm. Well, when you started to take us McGinnis, did you realize that you would be doing outreach and marketing as a part of that role? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. In fact, had they told me the extent of like the videos and things like that, um, I, I'm sure I still would have taken the job, <laughs> but it would have been a little bit uh, different in my head, I guess. So no, I really had no idea. So our listeners understand what you're talking about. When you say videos, tell them what what you have to do. And you can just just, just lay it out there, Patty. <laughs> okay. Well, we do edu we we like to keep people informed and educated on things that are going on in the elder spectrum. So we do videos, uh, educational videos that we put on our website for uh, really the purpose to educate anyone who's at our website on different topics. And so we do probably three of these each session and about quarterly. So there's probably about 12 a year that, that I do. And to say I, uh, I don't want to use the word hate, but I dread them so much. Um, I do not like doing videos. I'm not comfortable doing videos. But that is a part of, of what we do here. So locally, Gala has made it easy or for, <laughs> us, for me. You know, once we got the teleprompter, I thought, well, okay, maybe I can hang with this. But um, so those are our videos. Um, that, that, yeah. Still, after all these years, <laughs> they still make me just as nervous as they did the first time. I well, just don't curse as much now as I used to. Well, I know the cursing happens before the camera turns on, before the prompter comes on, but you do you do a great job. And as we were discussing before we started recording this, you know, it's universal. I think everybody hates to see themselves or hear themselves on camera or in audio. But I, I just want to point out that the kind that, that these videos are really part of the firm's 
larger strategy when it comes to marketing, and that is using education as a marketing device. And that's really what Mm -hmm. these videos are designed to do. And had anyone told you that, oh, Patty, we're going to ask you to be on camera for 12 videos a year, (laughs) maybe you would have said, yes, I'll do that, but I need more money. I need need more money to do that. Actually, I I need a makeup person. And those are the things I need to be comfortable on a video. Uh, You know, somebody to tell me what to do, where to sit, how to look, all that stuff. Oh, that is Uh, awesome. So what else besides recording videos every quarter, what other marketing and outreach responsibilities do you have uh, at Takeus McGinnis? Well, when I go out, um, when I go out to facilities or out to meet people, uh, I feel like I'm a representative for Takeus McGinnis, and I always find myself talking about what um, what this company does and what it can offer, and how much different uh, it is than what I had expected it to be. I've learned so much here since I've. Uh, came to take us McGinnis just about how, uh, just really about how the regulations apply for the elderly when you're talking about different benefit programs and and things like that. And it uh, just going out to the facilities um, and just talking with them about the things that I've now learned uh, has been really interesting for me. Because I do know, uh, because of my ombudsman role, I I do know several people in different facilities. And I have been able to tell them, you know, hey, you know, uh, here's here's some things that I've learned. You know, and I find that learning all these things was really kind of exciting for me because I just didn't know. Uh, You you know, the old adage, you don't know what you don't know. And after I found out more about how the Medicaid program works, how, uh, how you can use the regulations um, to help people through these difficult situations, it, it never really felt much, it, it never really felt like marketing as much as it was just, hey, I really found something great and this is what I want to share with you kind of thing. Yeah, I may have gotten away from your question, but you know, there you well, go. I'll bring <laughs> you back. So, how when you realized the extent of the marketing-related responsibilities um, as you started working at Takeus McGinnis, how how did you feel about having to do those things? Uh, very uncomfortable. Uh, very, very uncomfortable. Kind of like with the videos, I am not good at selling myself. And I felt like that was in some ways what I was doing uh, as I was presenting uh, materials for the company. Um, But again, I was able to get past that just because of what, you know, I I think it helps if you believe in what it is that you're promoting or marketing. Mm -hmm. So that made it a whole lot easier. And I think you said you said something really key when you talked about sharing the knowledge that you've gained with the people that you are quote marketing unquote to because that that 
is that education is really, um, it's really, it, it's a different kind of marketing. It's not like, oh, buy now or, um, you know, putting pressure on someone to work with you. It's, it's just explaining something or an approach to whatever it is that maybe they didn't know about, uh, one that will benefit them. And, uh, and to me, that, that, that is the essence of educational marketing is just sharing, sharing knowledge. And it sounds like that's the way you look at it. It, it is because I, I really do feel as though I'm providing some good, useful information. You know, I'm not just trying to get somebody to, uh, you know, buy this or do that sort of thing. And the information that, uh, that I'm imparting to them doesn't help just one client. It helps them overall, and it helps the, uh, the facility workers or the people that I talk to. It, it helps them to gain an, a better understanding of the programs and services that they are also promoting. So mm-hmm. it kind of is a win-win all around. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that, that a lot of people yourself included, and many of the people I work with who were trained in disciplines or in professional roles that didn't require marketing, that when you find yourself in a role where you have to go out and talk about your company, um, that they have a hard time getting comfortable doing that. Has, has that been your experience? Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> so how, what have you done to, to develop those skills? Have you, have you taken any concrete actions to get more comfortable talking about the business and sharing that knowledge? Well, I, I'm lucky that uh, Take Us McGinnis does, uh, uh, they take steps to help us in those areas so we have had some training on how to present ourselves, how to tell our own stories, um, how to uh, do, how to interact with people when you're going on a marketing visit like that. And so that that's helped me quite a bit. Um, also, really, just getting over myself, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a daily thing uh, when you're going out marketing. Just you know, just, just pushing through, even though it's uncomfortable, it's only going to be uncomfortable for a minute or two and then you're done. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> that may not be the best way to look at it, but that kind of works for me. Well, here's, here's um, I guess, a more theoretical question. I know that a lot of us, have, we, we get a bad taste in our mouth when we think about somebody who's salesy or mm-hmm. like the high pressure salesperson. And and I think sometimes that that fear of looking like that, being salesy, is something that can be an obstacle to getting comfortable in a role that requires marketing. What what would you say to that? Oh, I'd say I, I'd have to agree with that because I don't ever want to come off when I'm talking to people as, you know, as that smarmy little, you know, that salesman type, that proverbial car salesman that we've heard about all our life. I don't want to get near that. Um, So I find myself just walking that fine line uh, to not project that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just, there's something kind of, um, I don't know, salesy. Salesy is a current term, but it's almost, um, it's like high pressure and you're just focused on getting the person to yes without regard. Mm-hmm. It's all about the salesperson and not about the person being sold to. And I think the approach that that you take and that everyone in your firm takes that that is focused on education, it's all about giving the person you are marketing to more resources so they can be more successful. So it's really about making, about providing value to them rather than getting them to do something for you. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, Patty, what's it like for you today? Now you've got several years of experience. How long have you been at Take Us McGinnis? Uh, seven years. Okay. So now you have seven years of experience going out into the community and marketing, I'll put that in quotes, um, the firm. Is it any easier for you today? Um, You know, sometimes, sometimes it is easier. I am more comfortable with it. You know, the discomfort that I I, uh, feel is not as strong as it was. Uh, And like I said, you know, just knowing that whatever this is, is just a, you know, uh, is something I can get through (laughs) uh, makes it a lot easier. But I also, I I, I really believe that one of the reasons I, I can market and can talk to others about this company and what they can offer and what they do is that I really believe in what they do. And I really um, find a lot of value in the services that are offered here. And that all by itself makes it easy for me to talk about. And so when I'm talking to someone about what the, uh, what our firm does, um, it doesn't feel like marketing at all. It just feels like I'm really just sharing information with someone. And that to me is probably my most effective way to market. Mm -hmm. So all that being said, would you consider yourself a confident marketer today? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You can say no. Uh, no, actually, I don't. I'm confident in the company and the services, you know, that the company I work for provides. Um, do I feel like I'm the best spokesperson for them? No, I really don't. Um, but I will go on and tell anyone that wants to hear about the company, you know, and answer their questions and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm no more comfortable. Well, let me back up. I'm a little more comfortable now marketing, um, but it still is a difficult thing. It, it still is putting yourself out there in front of somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard for all of us to do. Um, and I used to think I would get over that at some point, but <laughs> now I just live with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think you do a great job, and you are extremely good on video, just so you know. <laughs> yes, I'm saying that 
I'm documenting that on okay. this recording. <laughs> you've heard it, everybody. You've heard that. You've heard that. Now, don't go look at any of my videos now. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, TN-Elderlaw.com. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I, I've still not looked at any of them. But um. oh. Okay. So, Patty, I end every uh, episode of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast with a key takeaway. And so my question for you for the key takeaway is what advice do you have for somebody who has, they've been trained as a professional in an area that doesn't require sales or marketing, and then they find themselves in a role that involves marketing responsibilities? What's your advice for them? Um, market what you know. Um, talk about those areas that you're comfortable with, that you know most about. And uh, feel your way through the rest of it until all of it becomes comfortable. Um, when I started here, I was comfortable talking about nursing homes and about things like that. But as I've been here, that's expanded and grown as my, uh, as my base of knowledge has. So always keep your base of knowledge growing in, in, for your company so that you can continue to market more things, more aspects, because there's always more than what we know about our company. Well, I think that's excellent advice. Okay, Patty, thank you so much for taking the time out to join me and answer all these relatively invasive questions about being a marketer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me, Gail. I hope it was helpful. All right. Thanks so much. Uh Uh-huh. Are you having trouble coming up with content for your website? Your troubles are over. The Website Content Quick Start Course delivers exactly what you need to create a content plan for a simple website. It's fast, it's easy, and it works. All for just $99. The Website Content Quick Start Course. Great content is closer than you think. Learn more at CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then.